Get Equipped. Hey everybody, how you doing? Cody here from the Get Equipped Podcast, and uh, yeah, Happy New Year. Um, we're doing just a quick little introduction episode for uh, for the year of 2022, and it's going to be a little bit different than most of our, uh, most of our episodes before. We are actually recording separately. Um, so real quick, just wanted to talk about our really our top three games uh from the year 2021 and you know uh just over the course of the episode should be a fairly short one uh we're going to talk about uh what we liked about these games and uh why they are you know how you know where where they why they are in the placement that they're in uh so yeah just to start us off uh i'll go ahead and start with my number three uh and that is actually going to be bowser's fury which came out uh pretty early in the year uh of course you know the main game was uh Super Mario 3D World, but Bowser's Fury really stood out to me, uh, being a, you know, huge open world, uh, Mario game, which is actually really short. You can beat it in like three hours and then you can 100% it in like five. Uh, but that's fine with me, you know, given that I kind of have a hard time keeping up with, uh, (laughs) keeping up with longer games. Uh, it works at having a shorter game, uh, really works out for me. So I, I kind of like that. But the the open world format, you know, I think is going to be a great template for a new Mario game. Uh, but exploring the world and riding around on uh, on Nessie and having having a great time just exploring this small world that they put together, and it really shows the potential for a really fully open 3D Mario game. Uh, I thought the improvements that they made to the Mario 3D World engine were honestly really really great. The music was really great. Um, having the uh the the giant bowser fights was a lot of fun is it a perfect experience no but i i still really liked it a lot and uh yeah bowser's fury on its own gets my number three game of the year slot hello party people at the place to be this is cassidy and i'm here with my top three games 2021 technically almost all of these are actually iterations on previous games from previous years, but they either have enough content to constitute this for me, or they were released as new games or expansions. So, my first game, my number three, is going to be Binding of Isaac Repentance. Repentance added an incredible amount of content and changed a lot of the current content that and rebalanced things in a much harder way. It's hard to how or hard to overstate how much more difficult the game is now (laughs) especially with a lot of the previous op items being nerfed to heck and back the new bosses are good they're a lot more fair than other final bosses in the game were the game actually kind of has a definitive you actually get to have a little bit of hope for our little boy isaac hi i'm sophie or also alternatively known as Little Rat, which is also another title I've been going by. And today on the Get Equipped podcast, um, our other co-host, Cody, had um, requested that we list our top three games of 2021, or alternatively, the top three games that we enjoyed the most in 2021. And so, for my number three... It is a really old title that came out in 2015 that I just started to play this year, and very much at the very, like, tail end of the year, or 
Yeah, tail end. Um, Undertale. Uh, I had a really bad incident happen in late September, and Undertale was a very good um, coping mechanism for this. And it, it filled me with such tremendous joy and made me feel so many different emotions that I I refused to leave it off this list. Um, this is everything about that game was perfect. Um, I refused to do a genocide run. I'm just going to leave it at that. The, the pacifist run was the best. Yeah, all the characters are good. My number two game of the year will probably come to uh, as a surprise to some people, but probably not. Uh, this game I actually played through completely on stream, and uh, you can actually find that full playthrough on YouTube, and that is going to be Metroid Dread. Um, I've actually never really been the biggest Metroid guy that there has uh, there's ever been, uh, but I, 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 I got this one day one when it came out, did a digital download for it, and uh, I just got sucked in right away. I had a, had a lot of fun. I think the way that Samus moves and uh, her, her just all of her agility and movement options in this game feels so good and so natural. I think the controls are a tad clunky, uh, but once you get used to them, it's really not too bad. Um, I thought the story was really intriguing. The encounters with the Emmys were, uh, were really exciting and a lot of fun. I thought the world was a lot of fun to explore. Um, and I think it really hit that sweet spot in difficulty where you know a lot of stuff was really challenging but it wasn't super punishing you know like if you lost to a boss uh you would start right back outside of the boss room and just pick it up and try again and uh, i feel like that was really the the proper way to uh to approach that so uh yeah they they did a great job and that's another thing the boss fights in this game are just 90 percent of the time just nothing short of incredible um the games are it's 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 just a ton of fun and i you know even if you're not a big metroid fan uh i i couldn't recommend it enough highly recommend metroid dread my number two will be deltarune chapter two i can't really say a whole lot about this other than it basically does everything that deltarune chapter one did but better in every way the antagonists are better um, the characters that were already funny before are back to be funny again. The optional boss fight is a large degree better, mostly because he's a really fun character. The music is, well, it's Toby Fox. What more can you ask for? <laughs> it's great. Um, and it really leaves open speculation for what's going to happen in the following chapters. I'm not going to spoil anything. It's kind of surprising. Also surprising is uh, the alternate route, which I haven't played, but it's everywhere on YouTube. <laughs> if you want to find out what that is, it's kind of shocking in how it's implemented. Um, number two is Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which came out at the very till end of the year. And it is a remake of my favorite Pokemon series, Aside from the next series after it, or the two before it, is a remake of Diamond and Pearl, which was the Pokemon game I grew up with most. And um, it just, it does better than what the original base games do, but it is not better than Platinum. And I can say that with utmost confidence, but it is still a very fun game with a bunch of new stuff added. 
even from just from the get-go there's just a sense of just greatness to it i still haven't beaten it um it's hard that that's that's something weird to say about a pokemon game but they uh they made it pretty difficult and i'm glad about that and of course my number one game of the year for 2021 was resident evil village I was blown away by this game. It's not only is it just a perfect follow-up to Resident Evil 7, um, it just, you know, you've heard it, heard it described a lot of times as like a roller coaster, like a theme park of horror. And that's honestly what it is. You know, it, as you're going around this world, going to each attraction, uh, it's, you know, there's something new and unique uh, awaiting you just around the corner. Um, the gameplay felt really, really great. Um all the puzzles were, you know, ne never too challenging, but not too easy either. The difficulty was just right there on the sweet spot. The pacing of the game was just absolutely incredible. And even though I wouldn't consider this game scary, it had probably one of the scariest moments that I've ever experienced in a video game. And yeah, if you've if you've played the game, you know what a uh, what I'm talking about. And you can actually go back and listen to uh, our review of Resident Evil Village. Um, that we did with uh, Yukis from uh, Royal Flush 52. So, you know, that still remains to be our longest episode of this podcast ever. Uh, but yeah, it's Resident Evil Village was just such an incredible experience. And, you know, another wonderful entry into one of my favorite game series of all time. And uh, yeah, hands down, game of the year for me. Right, my number one game for this year, uh, <laughs> drum roll. Well, you probably guessed it. It's Final Fantasy XIV. I'm definitely not going to swing about this one since it just came out last month, but man, oh man, is it good. Uh, I've been talking previously about how Final Fantasy XIV is now my favorite Final Fantasy game, and this just cements it. It wraps up this current story arc pretty perfectly, and minus a couple of gripes, I think feel like it moved the story ahead in the best way it possibly could. The new trials are really fun uh, and kind of throw you for a loop, especially like who they are and the plot twists that happen to get you there. Um, the writing is incredible. It, by the time you get to Zone 3, you really know that you're dealing with a team of writers that knows how to craft a story that's... Uh, not as simple and thin as other Final Fantasy games are. The new music is fantastic. Uh, Shoutouts to uh, Footfalls and Flow. Amazing song. Um, I haven't tried the Reaper or Sage classes yet, but I will get around to them. The changes they made to existing classes, though, have been fantastic. I really love what they did to the Red Mage, and I... Uh, feel perfectly confident sticking with Red Mage now because they just did everything that Red Mage did before, but way better. And it's one of those few games that have made me cry before, so how could it not end up as my number one for the year? Overall, I didn't really get to play a whole lot of games that I would have considered for a top three, and I did play some other games, but I am almost certain that they're going to be in Cody's top three, <laughs> so I'm going to leave them out. Anyway, we'll be out back with our next podcast soon. Cheers, guys. In my number one game, 
2021 that I have yet to beat holds a lot of tremendous. Um, it is the game Omori. I think I am about halfway into this game. It is the closest to me out of all. Just such a, like I said, a, such a tremendous weight to it. Very much perfect successor. And there's plenty of those, like as like Undertale and Deltarune are also that. There's also Lisa the Painful. There's also there's also Oddity coming out whenever that comes out. But Omori to me just kind of hit that those other do not hit for me. And it's probably because to the subject matter. It's a really cute game. The bits that you do play in the dream world. But it's a game that you need to play. It came out like at the very tail end of 20. Um, I recommend anyone who likes Earthbound RPGs or just kind of horror games. There's a somewhat. Pick it up. It is probably one. And um, I think that's it for my top that I enjoyed. And um, I think in the future I will give a more in-depth analysis about a more with that being my favorite game. Peace. All right. Now that we've got that all kind of wrapped up, just wanted to do some quick uh, housekeeping <laughs> before we uh, before we wrap this episode up. Um, now this upcoming year we are kind of expanding a little bit. We are going to be doing a little bit more YouTube content. Uh, hopefully doing uh, doing some more live streams and you know making sure those make their way to YouTube uh, with me, Cass, and Sophie all sitting down together and playing some games. You know, lot, lots of fun stuff. Uh, we also want to start supporting uh, community tournaments. Uh, got some games in mind that we're definitely going to support, and you, you you'll get all the information about those in our Discord server. We're going to be supporting games like Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, uh, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, uh, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. You know, especially. You know, and even like Blaze Blue Central Fiction, we'll probably start running that as well, especially with these new rollback updates that are uh, coming out for the PC versions of these games, which is awesome. Just absolutely awesome. Uh, so really looking forward to, you know, building the community through that. And, you know, we're going to have some non-fighting game tournaments as well, like stuff like Mario Kart 8 is definitely going to be in there. We'll be doing it probably about once a month throughout the year. Uh, should be a really, really good time, and I'm really looking forward. And but yeah, we've also got a few episodes coming up. You know, we're going to have Game Club coming up talking about Star Fox. And we're also going to have the first installment of uh, Rate That Thing, where we're going to be bringing in a guest judge to help us uh, rate the things that you had sent in. And, you know, this 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 first episode is going to be about uh, the 90s video game cartoon openings. We have, I think, about nine entries uh, that we're going to go through and we're going to have a look at them. And it's going to be a really good time, really good time. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of, you know, what you, you, you'll expect out of us over the course of this year. Again, thank you all so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you know, force follow, subscribe, leave us a good rating in your podcast application of choice. Uh, we do have a really chill uh, Discord community that we would love for you to be a part of. And the links for all of that are going to be in our uh, show notes below. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Get Equip Show. Again, Thank you so much for listening. This has been Cody, and I hope you guys have a wonderful new year. Take care. Bye-bye.